Hello, it's episode 889 of the Evil G Podcast. I'm Colin, and this is Stu. Hello. Hello. I have... Right, so I didn't want to say anything before we started, but I have something crazy exciting to tell you. Oh, Christ. <laughs> no, 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 it's actually kind of cool. I know. So, some of you may know, may not know, I have taken up stargazing over the last while and yesterday i was out stargazing and it was a lovely clear night and i was looking up at this star cluster and you know minding my own business going oh that's a pretty star cluster and then whoosh, right through the middle of the star cluster a huge big comet oh right well i thought it was a huge big comet right, <laughs> right. I was like, whoa that was amazing what the hell was that you know, I looked up, couldn't see anything and all. I was like, Jesus, did I just see this comet? You know, what's the odds of me looking at this tiny bit of the universe and this comet flying through the middle of it? Completely blew my mind. I was running around telling everybody I had just seen this comet. But I was like, how am I going to figure out what this was? So I went on and I was checking. There's there's an actual app where you can like see the whole starry sky and all the rest of it. So I rewound the clock back what would have been happening around that part that I was looking at around that time. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a comet. It wasn't a shooting star. It was a fucking satellite. Just a normal <laughs> satellite flew in front of my lens. I wonder why it looked so goddamn big, if I'm honest. But you know, I just thought maybe it was a lot closer to me than the star cluster was, but I wondered why I couldn't see it. But yeah, just a big satellite flew in front of the star cluster, and that was the end of that excitement. I was like, oh... I just seen one of the thousands of fucking satellites floating around the earth. It wasn't the little thing that I saw. There was you shouting, get me the president, we need a bunch of oil, oil yep, I know. Dr- dr- drillers on a fucking spaceship yep. immediately. None of that. None of that. Uh, we need Bruce Willis and uh, Steve Buscemi and all the best of them. And No, it just turned out it was uh, some communication satellite called SAT-1227 or something. So, so, so that's just something that can happen when you're looking at the stars. Satellites yeah. just get in the way. Getting in the fucking way and making you think you've seen something amazing and then embarrassing yourself when you're trying to find out what it was. And I kind of wish I hadn't looked it up there. I just maybe sort of <laughs> ran around telling people that I seen this amazing comet and I'll never know what it was. But yeah, I wouldn't have questioned. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have questioned myself. But then I went and had to be nosy bastard and figure out what this was. And then as soon as I seen it, because the worst thing was, see when I actually looked at what I was looking at, in the space of about 10 minutes, there's about 12 satellites fly past it every hour. So we are fucking covered in satellites. Yeah, there's quite a few up there. Yep. Um, so yeah, that, that's my non-gamey news of the week. I saw a satellite. <laughs> Is this where we start doing non-game news of the week? <laughs> Just random news at the start. The Super Bowl happened, then Philadelphia lost and decided to wreck the place. Oh, that'll be a good episode of Always Sunny. Well, I, I, they, they have to, they've done that before, haven't they? When they the Super yep. Bowl episodes when their team gets in. Yep, that'll be a cracking episode. They'll, they'll probably make out Danny DeVito started at all. Yeah, recently, like it was my nephew's birthday, um, and Scott said to me to come along. He was taking him to do laser tag. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with with his missus son as well um, and I didn't know what way this is going to work but it turned out it's like we got lumped in with a, another group of like all kids so it was me uh, Scott and his girlfriend I was like this is like that that uh, Always Sunny episode 
That's wow. so it's just me running around shooting the fuck out of kids. <laughs> what a weekend! Just I mean. absolutely minting them too. <laughs> Where's all your COD training now, bitches? Uh, right, did we play? Did you play any games? So I am continuing my run of games that didn't get reviewed too well at the time, but I thought were pretty good. So this one I actually didn't even get to play, but I played the original. And th- th- there's a whole weird thing about this, but you used to, there was a series called Full Auto. Started on the Xbox 360, finished on the PlayStation 3. Uh, there was, well, I say series, there was only two of them. But there's a whole <laughs> weird thing about this. So gameplay-wise, Full Auto, great game. Let's, let's just get that off the bat, right? But Full Auto 1 was Xbox 360 only, Full Auto 2 was PS3 only. Full Auto 1 and 2 have about nine months between them right so yeah (laughs) so what actually happened was uh, full auto was being made and xbox approached studio 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 studios that was their name uh and says hey do you fancy doing that for us as well and they were like oh we've kind of got this exclusive for the playstation and then they were like oh what what about if you made the sequel for us then and they went oh what we'll do is we'll We'll give you the first one, and we'll put the sequel on the PlayStation. So they kind of just threw together what they had and launched it very quickly and went, yes, there's Full Auto 1. And then nine months later, they finished their game and went, oh, look, there's Full Auto 2. And a lot of people were a bit pissed about this because, you know... I'd like to point out, this was their last game. (laughs) This was their last game as well. Yep. After all this debacle, I think that was it they were done for. Um, a lot of backhanded shit happening as well. <laughs> you know, they they made their money out. Of, I know the fact they made their money out of this. Um, but it, it it plays pretty well and all. And like I say, um, the reason Full Auto Two got so much shit is it literally was not a sequel. It was just Full Auto One, but it worked. So the fact that they called it Full Auto Two, people were expecting new stuff. <laughs> you know, you know, you maybe played the first one and thought, hey, that that wasn't because the first one, although it was slapped together, it still ran okay and it played okay. But the second one, they just sort of finished it and went, oh, this can do more because it's on the PlayStation and they can do this and do this and do this. But it's like, it's the exact same tracks, the exact same cars and the exact same weapons. So I should point out Full Auto is a racing game with weapons on it. So hmm. it's kind of like if Burnout and Twisted Metal had a baby. That is the best way I can describe it because the cars are all very realistic looking cars, non-licensed, of course. And then the guns are just like, you know, twin machine guns and mines and shotguns and things like that. But it's actual racing. So, you know, you can win by either winning the race or being last man standing. Um, but yeah, it, it plays pretty well. Um, you know, I've been enjoying it, been mucking around with it on the PlayStation 3. But the only, th- well, there's a few things that just don't work very well. Um, they do arenas. I don't think that was in the original Fallout. No, it was racing only, whereas in the second one, they tried to bring in the like, actual car combat arenas. And when you're designing a racing game, car combat in an arena is not going to work because the handling you need for car combat, you need mm-hmm. to be able to like basically turn on the spot. What you should not be having to do is four-point turns to get out of a corner <laughs> while you're getting absolutely mincemeated. <laughs> With rockets, that does not a fun time make. So you know, maybe a bit more work could have been done into that. And the load times, but this is obviously just more to the PlayStation Three itself. The fucking load times are shocking. Like uh, after a couple of races, you're just you're not bored of the game. You're just fucked <laughs> off with all the waiting. <laughs> so 
yeah, it'd be nice if um, you know someone was to take this idea of car combat and tracks and put it together. Hint, hint, Sony new twisted metal. Hint, hint. But um, <laughs> you think that would be announced by now if there was if it was going to happen? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not too sure what's happening now. Um, but um, all in all, Full Auto when it was released, like I say, it it got so much shit because it was called Full Auto Two. And it was the first. It was. It, oh, it's like the. It was like the original Overwatch two. There you go. We'll slap a two on this, but it's pretty much the same fucking game, just with a few differences and a few tweaks. Mm. There you go. Full auto did it first. Except they didn't make it free to play. Ah, exactly. They charged you twice. Was, that's um, just straight up double dipping there. <laughs> double dip. Why the fuck they got away with this? I'll never know. Hey, it's the fun of they were working on, on the PlayStation, Microsoft approached them, and they went, oh, sure, we'll give you the first one. Sony must have been like, hey, what the fuck's going on here? They must have went to Sony. Hey, don't worry, we're just slapping what we've got together and giving it to them. You will get the full thing. And then Sony started making notes. Like, mm, Last of Us remastered. The- <laughs> oh, The Last of Us would have been a year later, so they would have been working on it, so they easily could have went, hey, I've got me, us an idea, we'll release this game, and then we'll release it four more times. God. Still has to come out in PC. Oh yeah, what what are they calling that? The Firefly edition, and it's charging you a hundred pound. Yeah, I think the f- I think that there was a Firefly edition for PlayStation. It was like the special the f- edition. I think it was on. It was around the same price. Bet you it's all digital crap though. Uh, being on PC with them. So... Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna get anything with it. So. Um, digital art book. Oh, f- digital art book. Uh, well, the the Firefly edition is not on Steam, so maybe not. Oh, okay. I was reading that today that they were looking a hundred lids for it, and I was like, "Oh, you should be so lucky." I want to see now what's in it. But um, yeah, old game plays well. Uh, load times are shocking. But I think this was at the stage when car combat. I won't say it was like at its height, but it hadn't died out yet because some people were still trying it. This obviously hmm. would have been around the time. Would this been around the time of likes of Blur and Split Second and things like that as well? Uh, it's early 2000s, so I think so. It's full auto. Uh, 2006. 2006? Jesus, that was a long time ago. <laughs> there you go. Now, so that was full auto too. Curious. Full auto. So full auto was February, and full auto too was December. <laughs> Uh, that's some fucking Five Nights at Freddy's shit there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Christ. It would not have been uh, if you had an Xbox and a PlayStation 3 input. I enjoyed the first one. Let's give this a try. Oh. What, what in the fuck? I've just bought the same game again, except with much longer loading times. I guess they were thinking, uh, sure, how many people are going to have both have consoles? Both. You'd be surprised. But, um... Yeah, if you didn't own the original and you bought the second one, you would have been like, oh, this is pretty good here. Uh, what's everyone bitching and moaning about? So maybe that's why I enjoyed it so much and won't. Uh, maybe that's why I, I didn't have such a big beef with it. Mm. But uh, there you go. There, there's the first example I've ever found of a, a sequel being the exact same as the original, just actually finished. Although they should have definitely took out the car- took out the arenas. That was very silly, adding that in. Uh, but then I mean, maybe that's what prompted Sony to do that next Twisted Metal after that. I, I, get, I guess it's different with weapons, but I was, um, was going to say... Oh, I can't... What do you call the the, the bugbear one that we play sometimes? Oh, Wreckfest. Wreckfest. 
mean it as like racing and arenas, but it's just like destruction derby style arenas. Yeah. Yeah, you're not getting stuck in a corner and getting rattled with guns. You're getting stuck in a corner and getting everyone just ramming into you, which is <laughs> funny to watch because you're just falling to bits. But yeah, that's what I was playing, and I will have more games that I thought were good but didn't review well at the time later on. So do you just have a pile of games? I do. I have a wee, <laughs> a wee line of games that I'm going to get my way through. I'm not, I'm not going to play them all the way through. I'm just going to replay them again and go... I like this. Or there might be some times where I go, oh, this didn't review well. I liked it at the time, but playing it again is push. You never know. That might happen. Uh, so I've been playing something new. Um, so Well, so in early access. It's been in early access for a while. Uh, so so new it's not even out yet. Yeah, Baldur's Gate 3. Um, this has been in early access for a while, though, hasn't it? It has. I think it's 2020 it, it went in. Um... It is supposed to be out fully in August, I believe. Oh, so not long till it's finished then? Yeah, but not sure what'll happen with uh, progress in the game. So if you're unfamiliar with the Baldur's Gate uh, series, it is a an old-school RPG uh, based in the D&D universe. Uses D&D systems. The first one was Bioware's second ever game, I think. Right go on to do mass effect and such um and this was uh the the third one here is is being done by Larian studios who are pretty much the perfect people that you would want to do a Baldur's gate since what the the games they've been making um have been kind of throwback rpgs of this uh, of this type um so their series is the divinity um, so their, ah, yes. their last two games, Divinity Original Sin, uh, the follow up to that, uh, very good. If you've played, uh, especially the the second second one, um, if you played that, this will seem familiar because um, it it does play a lot a lot like Divinity Two, um, but because it's D and D this time, you've got all the uh the the races and uh classes from from D D. Well not you don't even have close to all of them. Um but you know, they're working on adding new ones all the time. Um but like you do have your your standards, human elves, uh dwarves, the so many different kinds of elves and of course tieflings. Um but they haven't got too crazy with uh with some of the races because uh, you know people people like to be uh, very sort of try out some more exotic races that aren't typical to the kind of player characters you would see in a you know medieval style RPG like this. But mm. uh, I'm sure they will be adding more um, different ones. There, there is actually one that I am was not familiar with. They ride dragons. I can't remember what they're called because they got a real weird name. Um, so yeah, the the general story is uh, you get um. Kidnapped by mind flayers, and they put uh, a weird tadpole thing in your brain that's going to turn you into a mind flayer. Now you have to go sort that shit out. What's a mind flayer? Uh, Cthulhu looking fucker. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but like, if you like, yeah, they're, they're a very sort of iconic D and D villain. All right, basically. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, the 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 game is like so. When you start out, it takes place, everything's turn-based. Uh, just like a, a game of D&D, everyone will, you know, 
roll a dice while this all happens in the background um, for initiative and whoever gets highest initiative goes first and then there's you can you know take an action do a like secondary smaller action and move during your turn uh, and you can combine different spells with uh, environmental stuff to to create different effects and, and do different things um, and yeah pretty much let you do all like use your different spells when you're out of combat as well so you can you know affect the world in different ways and and have different things happen um and then when you're doing stuff while exploring or in conversations you'll get skill checks come up uh so it'll you'll have to roll a dice uh using uh for say for example you want to open a chest and and it'll be like, right, you have to perform what's called a dexterity check. This is very D&D. So you will have a uh, an, a value for your dexterity, like any, like you know, like Dark Souls. Um, and depending on the higher that number, the higher, the more points it adds to your dice roll. So you'll uh, roll a 20-sided die. Uh, it'll add on your dexterity bonus. And then if there's any other available bonuses, like... Uh, for example, my card is a, a tiefling bard and has certain, um, like, tieflings get this skill called Jack of All Trades, which just adds plus one to any role you do. Um, so uh, you can have different abilities got that affect your roles and then whether you, you did it or not. Uh, you can, you then, is if you successfully did the thing that you were trying to do or not, try not to save scum. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's it's... It's very easy to, you know, quick save, do the thing if you fail, quick load and do it again. But you shouldn't do that. Sort of goes yeah. against the... Uh... Yeah, that's the point. You're supposed to be... Uh, it's, it's like It is a game of chance. That's the whole thing. And if you take the game of chance out of it, you are just sort of going through the game then. Because you're always going to succeed if you save and just keep doing it again and again. And that's the whole point of a game like that. Is some, if you fail it's one thing you'll have to go down yeah. like a different route to do something so yeah you, yeah, you want to i think the, the, the best way to avoid having people do that is have something interesting happen if you do fail um which does do ha- sometimes yeah okay but if it's something simple like open a chest you just you don't open the chest but i'm pretty sure like there's there's more than one thing yeah like you can attack any object but so you might be able to just beat the shit out of the chest <laughs> you know um it's always an option um now the reason i got this is because um it's actually eugene ninjas and they're interested in trying it because it actually has multiplayer um which if you're familiar with these types of games um that's an interesting thing that you could always do multiplayer in the likes of Baldur's gate and uh, Neverwinter Nights, but I, I think it was always like custom, you know, you could build your own campaign and someone dungeon master, but in this you can just like start a session together and play through the story uh, as as a party um, with, so it's up to four players in that standard story because that's how many um, slots you have in your party uh, so you're replacing all the NPC characters with, with other people um, so 
like uh, if anyone's familiar with Bioware games, you'll go through the adventure, uh, your adventure, meeting different characters and that, and you get to know them, and they can be part of your party, or they go back to your your camp, and you can have conversations with them, and they have their own story going on. They'll have their own missions you can do. Um, so you're taking all those out of your party. I think you can still do that stuff by when you do visit your camp, they'll still be there, but uh, you won't get their you know live reactions to the stuff that's happening but you do like it, it because it's turn-based you're just playing together with your the other players uh and taking your turns um and you can sort of anyone can strike up the a conversation with anyone and then the other players can choose if they wish to listen into that conversation so say if i like i start a cutscene thing where i'm talking to somebody the other players don't have to watch that they can go off and do whatever the fuck they want oh um, that's nice or they can uh listen to the cutscene um and find out what's going on but it could be interesting more interesting when someone's like uh i just talked to this guy and he told us to do what and i was like wait what what did he say Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, like if if everyone's watching, uh, other players can like make suggestions on what to do. So you'll have the the player in control will have their options, and you can click on an option, and that will highlight a purple and put your name next to it. So just say like, I think you should say this to this person. Um, oh, so but- you can sort of give ideas of what you how you even though you're not in control, you can sort of say in game. Oh, you should tell up what it. F off or whatever. Mm, mm, basically. Oh, nice. Um, and like the the conversation stuff as well. It's not just like oh, cutscenes just to further the story. Like you can bullshit your way at a lot of stuff. So I'm I play a bard. Uh, stupid high uh charisma is not that great at physically fighting. Um, but that's not what that class is about. But what I can do is. Talk my way out of most situations where it doesn't end in combat. Um, so, and it's handy to have someone in your party that that can do the charisma stuff if you um, be able to do certain things and not just have everything be a bloodbath. Because uh, as well, this game's very fucking hard. Have <laughs> you ever played one of these? Um, like, I don't even play on the the medium difficulty, and if you're outnumbered and outleveled, like, you're just gonna get steamrolled. Um, so, like, yeah, sometimes it's in your interest to talk your way out of things instead of getting into a very, very fucked up fight. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, enjoying that so far. Uh, I'm at that point now, it's like, I, me and Engine News play together. Um, I kind of don't want to go too far myself, because I think it'll be more fun if we all discover things together instead of mm. like wanting you know always knowing what's coming next um but so i'm not sure how far we should push before it comes out properly because it'll be a shame if we like we don't have a ton of time and this is a big ass rpg that's gonna you know yep. dozens of hours so like if we make it so far and then it all resets <laughs> back to the start i you be got it um yeah, but I think in past patches they've had like, all right, your save won't work, but there is a way to to get it to work, and here is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have also said it's like, uh, well, you know, this is a work in progress, so it is a possibility you might lose all your progress. So just keep that in mind. Uh, it's fun time. It's a bit bit fucking different than our usually usual uh, multiplayer things. Yeah. Um, and it, it is a very very sort of 
chilled out time because um, it's just where you're fighting and you can stop, think what you're going to do next, ask, oh, what boys, what should I do here? Um, mm-hmm. So the thing I forgot to mention with a, with a B and a D and D system, um, so you, like your character will have you know your basic attacks, which are fine. Uh, but then your abilities, you will have a couple abilities called cantrips, which you have unlimited uses of. Um, so but most the they'll either count as a an action or a, a minor secondary action. So uh, as long as your turn, you can do them. But for your you know your your big boy abilities and spells and stuff, they usually come down to how many spell slots you have. So. You get more spell slots as you go, as you level up. But mm. you start with two level one spell slots. So that means you can cast two level one uh, spells. And that is not per fight. That is until you take a extended rest, which means going back to your camp and sleeping. Um, so you sort of have to really think. It was like, oh, when should I use these abilities? Um, and then it goes that you'll level up till you'll unlock level two spell slots so at the minute i have four level one spell slots and two level two spell slots so i can cast four level one spells and two level two spells between extended rests um and that's part of what makes it difficult uh, is you really have to think about what you're doing it your your hit points don't go up between fights um you can do a short rest uh which gives you some some of your health back um, up to fifty percent of it, um, but it does not give you your spell slots back. So uh, you have to plan it out. I haven't seen if there's any disadvantage to doing uh, an extended rest uh, a lot, um, but they could throw something in there because you're like against in the terms of what's going on in the story. You're technically uh, there's a clock on this because there's a thing in your head going to turn you into a monster. So. Wonder would they put something in there? Is if you take too many extended rest, you turn into a mind flare. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> back to the start. Nah, that would be really fucked up. Yeah, that'd be brutal. Well, you never know. Some sick bastards would be into it, definitely. Yep, they would. <laughs> it's on the game news then. Uh, we had a Nintendo Direct last week. We didn't need. And it was quite a Nintendo Direct indeed. Um... <clears throat> So some of the bigger stuff, uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, they showed another video, I guess you would call it a trailer. <laughs> some people reckon they're teasing playable Zelda. Yeah, I don't know why. Because uh, apparently she was holding some slate or something. She has done that before. <laughs> oh, okay. So the slate is the thing that's basically your map and all that. You stick it into the towers to activate them. Uh, so just a thing Link uses. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think that's a wild lot to go on. I think there was some tweet sent with someone, someone working on the game being very coy. Was it like, oh, what's she holding here? And it's like, mm. I guess that could be what they're getting at. I have to admit, when I first saw it, I thought they were doing some special Nintendo Switch for Zelda. I thought that's what she was holding, was a Switch. Uh, right. I think it's supposed to look like the Wii U tablet. Ah, right, okay. Because <laughs> Breath of the Wild was originally a Wii U game. Oh, was it? Yeah. Ah. There is a Wii U version of that. Um, I bet it runs great. <laughs> yeah, the um, 
At least I think there is. I could be the check now. Yeah, there was a Wii U version. Oh, there was a Wii U <laughs> version. Because obviously, obviously the Switch can do the whole handheld thing as well, and I thought that's what it was going for. Mm. Just the, the shape of it, the, the, the Wii U tablet thing. Yeah, this uh, showed Link controlling vehicles. Yep. And flying and shit, which is oh, pretty cool. Didn't see him flying though, but Yeah, yeah, the, there's there's one where he's like on what looks like a giant drone <laughs> just flying about on it. <coughs> but um yeah, the, I I had uh, a reaction. So I was watching um the feed of it with the giant bomb guys talking over it and I had the same reaction as the guy and that is like are they doing like a banjo nuts and bolts thing because <laughs> oh, it, it it looked like uh the vehicles are all made of things that you could throw together and build yourself <laughs> a bit weird um but there was crafting in breath of the wild this is just uh more of that and you could do lots of weird stuff by uh using the systems in the game um they always do like to up the game when it comes to the sequel yeah yeah link has some weird arm now as well like like a like a cyber arm no, um, it looks more like, it, you've seen Princess Mononoke before, haven't you? Yes. You know, his arm gets all corrupted, isn't that? Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Looks like that. Oh, okay. But I guess it does stuff. Um, I'm just wondering how how this is going to, I mean, it's the, the Switch doesn't have a lot more power to squeeze it, but it is like the core, you know, this is a, First party Nintendo game that you know they tend to be able to make the best of it, even if they get it running at thirty. I think that's probably the best we could hope for. Yeah, I guess that last Pokemon game didn't run the best. No, that's what a lot of people were not happy about. That last post. it did not run very well. I think most people were saying they were they were lucky if they were pushing twenty frames in populated areas. Oh, that's crazy, but it still sold. So many copies. Of course it did. Of course it did. It's Pokemon. Like it was never not going to sell. That's probably kind of how they knew. They were like, "We'll still push this out, and it'll still do all right. And we'll fix it in post." Thing is, that just teaches them. It's like, ah, oh, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. We don't even have to try. Yeah, people will buy it anyway. People will buy Pokemon. Um, so this one was a surprise. Uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Color and and Game Boy Advance. Uh. Games are coming to that Nintendo Switch Online service. Yep. Do you have a? I was going to buy it, but like I say, you can't buy. You can't get it for like a month or two. You only have. You can only get it for the full year. <coughs> and I just, I'm not interested in paying for the full year of it. I just wanted to try maybe a few games for a month or two, see how I got on. How much is like, the full year? The N64 one was forty quid. Hmm. But I hear that runs really badly. N64 games. The N64 runs really bad on the Switch, apparently. Yeah, I hear the the emulation for that isn't great. Um, Uh, Well, this is adding Game Boy and Game Boy Color stuff to that lower tier, and then the the advanced uh, games are in that same tiers, the N64. Um, And you've got stuff like uh, Super Mario Land... uh, Link's Awakening, um, <laughs> Wario Land, Metroid 2, which they remade pretty recently. Uh, Tetris, of course. Of course. 
Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare. What was that on? <laughs> the Game Boy Advance version of uh, Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare. That, that was a fucking weird one, though. Um, yeah, you've got... Uh, ah, there's tons of... Uh, Minish Cap, you know, the Zelda game. Um, Mario Kart Super Circuit. Uh, WarioWare Inc. Uh, Super Mario Bros. 3... Super Mario Advance, oh yeah, Super Mario Advance Four, Super Mario Bros. Three, which was, I guess, a remake. Yeah, technically it would be. A... Um, yeah, so that's kind of cool that that stuff's on there. I'm surprised they didn't put the Castlevania ones on it because Castlevania had some advanced games, didn't it? Yeah, but maybe, um, maybe Konami was all like, oh, we're selling them. Go fuck yourself." Ah, uh, true, true. <laughs> I wonder, can you get those on the Switch? Uh, the advanced collection. It is on the Switch Eye. Yeah, that's not happening then. <laughs> <You're Yep. laughs> money has to go directly to Konami if you want it. One of the crazy ones, though, is uh, the game Golden Sun. Golden Sun. Which is... Uh, that's a uh, game Kojima did something on that had the... It was for the Game Boy Advance, and it had, like, a, a, a sunlight sensor strip thing oh, yeah. on the cart, and you had to play it outside. Uh, to do certain things so that the sunlight would go in. And I don't know if you owned the original Game Boy Advance. You don't want to be playing that thing outside. Uh, good luck seeing the screen. <laughs> good luck seeing the screen on that in the best of situations. <laughs> God, it was awful. Um, yep. I still have one line about here somewhere. Mine playing Doom on it. Doom. Doom, yeah. As of one, one of the first games I had on it. Sure, what else? What else would you be playing on a Game Boy? True. Um, see, other stuff that they showed. Um, Pikmin 4, which is out on the 21st of July. I've never played a Pikmin game. Same. Uh, apparently, they're good. Apparently, they are really fun to play. They're really like puzzly things, aren't they? I think there's combat in that as well. I think it's just you control all these wee Pikmin creatures and they, they do your bidding. Set them on things and they'll maul the fucker. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 expansion pass. Why won't you release Xenoblade Chronicles X on the Switch, you bastard? <laughs> Seriously, like, come on. There's so many Wii U games got ported to the Switch because no one bought a Wii U. And yep. that, that one just gets, like, just fuck you. Uh, so many games got ported. Yeah. Uh, the making a new uh samba de amigo game yes they are which is the maracas based rhythm game you can use your switch controllers as maracas yep that started life on dreamcast i, believe. I think so uh, that's definitely a, a early 2000s sega game yeah what, what does it lose something not having actual maracas as the original did you just I don't know shake it not something I really play it myself, if I'm honest. Yeah, fair enough. I, I, I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> <laughs> I remember looking at it thinking it was some weird sequel to Parappa the Rapper. <clears throat> it's not a million miles away. No. Well, if that's not a game for you, here here is definitely a game for you. Uh, Fashion Dreamer. <laughs> Fashion Dreamer. <laughs> Which is literally, you, you're just putting outfits together. Yep. Oh, what a game. Sounds amazing. I'd probably play that. <laughs> you know I do fashion souls. It's like just, just let's just cut the bullshit and play dress up dolls. 
That's at some point this year. Uh, the Dead Cells Return to Castlevania DLC is coming out on the 6th of March. That's soon. Wait. I'll be playing that, definitely. Damn straight. You, you have no excuse now. Like you always said, I need to play Dead Cells. Yep. This like, is the greatest excuse to play Dead Cells. Uh, it's just some Tron thing. I kind of wasn't paying attention. <laughs> because it's Tron that I don't care. Never seen it, any Tron film, so... Um, yeah, here was a surprise, uh, and one that actually made me go, fuck yeah, uh, Ghost Trick Phantom Detective, which was a DS game um, right. by Capcom, is being remastered and released. Oh, nice. Um, so it's like this puzzle game where you're this guy that gets killed, and then you're a ghost, uh, and then you have to solve your own murder. <laughs> it's basically so you have a uh, why does that sound familiar uh, if i describe the main character as a guy in a red suit with giant giant uh, blonde hair and sunglasses is that familiar at all i can't think of a character but i'm pretty sure i've heard someone describe that concept to me before wait no maybe i'm thinking of that deadly premonition <laughs> well in this one it's uh it's 2d uh you, you have a partner and she's helping you solve the murder of you uh so you'll be presented with a scenario and you basically you can manipulate stuff on in the level and you have to solve the problem in front of you by manipulating different things uh with your uh ghost powers and it's really cool uh, i would definitely play that again on a bigger screen sounds like a very cool concept uh some game deca police uh looks like some sort of jrpg where you're the cops of some okay. sort <laughs> uh they show gameplay of that bayonetta game the the origins ones uh cereza and the lost demon is that is that that thing that's like a it is a different take on gameplay isn't it it's it's like a prequel Aye. like it's her origin story and it's got this like really storybooky art style um Almost like a visual novel looking thing. Yeah, but no, it's actually got combat and that they showed in this. Mm. Um, and it, from what I was looking at the video, uh, I was instantly thought of uh, shit. The I forgot the name of it. Astral Chain. That's the one I was thinking of. Oh, Astral Chain. Yeah, because like so, you're you have Cereza is there fighting but there's also the cheshire cat which is the big monster cat so like okay. uh you control both of these at once like you were in astral chain um hmm. which uh i didn't <laughs> wasn't crazy about that i just could not get my head around it um but yeah it looks like there's actually gonna it's it's not just like some visual novel um it's just got a really like that storybook type look to it um some Splatoon 3 stuff. That's a shooter we should really play, because I think... Yeah, apparently it, it's really good fun. It is. Uh, there's uh, Disney Illusion Land, a Mickey Mouse platformer. I think it's based on the current Mickey Mouse cartoon. Oh, okay. There was a thing. Uh, stuff for Fire Emblem. Um, a new game from the developer of the original Life is Strange uh, called Harmony. Uh, the Fall of Reverie. 
sure what that is. Showed some Octopath, Octopath Traveler 2, which looks like Octopath <laughs> Traveler. <laughs> I played, I bought but the first one. Um, the, the whole thing where the concept of having eight protagonists and then they all, like, you play each of their stories so they all come together. Well, like, it's an interesting premise, but the thing is, is, like, once one character's done their story, they basically don't exist in the world. Like, the, the eight characters don't really interact together. Until uh, the very end. I, I, don't, I didn't get that far, to be honest. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but they're all on the same party the whole way through. You start with one, and then you go around collecting the others by doing their stories, but there's just no there's no interplay between them. It just, just feels sort of... Oh, empty man. or something okay um we love katamari reroll which is Jesus. never played a katamari game but they have a lot of fun I believe they're still going well actually yes i can the katamari games yeah uh i think the i think this is a remake is it not? might be because i know they've been around ps1 era at least i don't think there's been one for a long time though Oh, okay. Yeah, people like rolling things up in their ball. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> uh, sea of Stars, turn-based RPG. Uh, the Omega Strikers, um, which is a free-to-play air hockey multiplayer game. All right. And you have multiple people on each side. Um, and then you hit the puck, and you can do special moves on the puck. You know how to play air hockey, but then oh, you, yeah. th- then you can hit each other as well. Oh, of course. Um, free to play a live game. How long are you giving it? Uh, four months. Four months. Jesus. <laughs> um, more remasters. Uh, Etrian Odyssey. I don't know RPG. Um, Advance Wars One and Two Reboot Camp is getting a release date, twenty first of April. Uh, it was supposed to be out last year, then Russia invaded Ukraine, U- Ukraine. Mm. so it didn't happen. <clears throat> It'd be a lot of people happy to see that, because I know Advance Wars has got a big following. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the Advance Wars is really good. Um, I played I played at least one of them on Game Boy Advance. Um, they're tactics, grid-based um, games, um, much like Fire Emblem, but with tanks and stuff. Mm, nice. Uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. Uh, it's out now. Um, there was uh, Rain Code, which, uh, yeah, it is. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the series Danganronpa. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's from the same people who made that, so it, it is a visual novel. A um, couple other things, more remasters. Cat and, uh, Bat and Kaitos, I am not sure what that is. <laughs> More, more uh, JRPG remasters. Um, Fantasy Life, uh, the girl who who steals time, which looks like an Animal Crossing type thing, life simulator. Uh, there's a new Professor Layton game. It's been a while since I've heard of that name. Professor Layton in the new world of Steam. Uh, Mario Kart Eight is getting um, getting Birdo. Yeah, just random character. <laughs> and then, the, uh, sorry, I was gonna say I think they're getting tracks from that weird Mario uh, floor racer one. What do you call that game? Where you oh, like, your tracks in your house. I know the one you went. You, the remote control Mario. Um, uh, 
they're doing something with that as well in Mario Kart. They're doing like a realistic track or something around someone's house. Whose house? Uh, maybe it's Miyamoto's. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> you just <laughs> try him through his bathroom while he's on the toilet. <laughs> that's the only way that's... That uh, that's the only way it's good. It can't be like the same thing every time. It has to be an actual live feed. Yeah. And he just has a bunch of remote control Mario Karts running around his house constantly. And the one I saved for last because the one I would... I, the, this was big. <laughs> the biggest to me. Even like Zelda being there. Um, Metroid Prime Remastered, finally. Um, mm. They missed the 20th anniversary. So, good job there. <laughs> um, at least... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. They, I'm pretty sure they did miss. They did. Aye. Um, <laughs> I know that. Again, you know the... Uh, the Guy does the guy Jeff Grubby does a lot of new stuff in games. Yeah. He's like breaks new finds out things before everyone else all the time. He at the last last Nintendo Direct towards the, the end of twenty twenty two, he bet his hair. Now he had long curly hair down past his shoulders, and he bet his hair that they would announce Metroid Prime, and they didn't. And then he had to shave his head, and then this happens. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the Nintendo Direct right after um, it looks fucking amazing it does but look really good. like for a GameCube game just just looks real sharp uh, and they were showing off the fact that um, it's dual analog stick which obviously Metro Prime originally wasn't um, which no, it had the, the, uh, the auto aim thing which was just handy enough anyway mm. I think that's still in there as well, the the lock on ability. If they like updated the controls by default for this classic Nintendo first person shooter, why didn't they do the same for Goldeneye? I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Fuck me. I'll never understand that. But yeah, Metroid Prime. No sign of Metroid Prime four, but um And very surprisingly, they only want thirty five leads for it. And it's out. And it's actually out. I'm gonna wait for the physical. Uh, which is yeah. the first week of March, I think. Um, I want to get a, a physical copy of this. Are you going to pick this one up? I probably will, because I do remember playing the original on the Cube and thoroughly enjoying it, so I will definitely be wanting to pick this up. Oh, it's so good. I, I've i played some of it recently, not on a GameCube. Um, and like I was, an emulator? Yeah, but I was getting some bad, bad slowdown. <laughs> Especially, uh, like I got to the part where... Everything starts to explode. Yes. And you have to escape. And my computer didn't like it at all. It was like, no, I'm not into this. Please <laughs> no, stop. Sir, I don't like it. <laughs> uh, so I decided to stop. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll buy a copy of this happily. Um, especially if it's uh, 30, 35 pound. That's very reasonable. I wonder what the physical, uh, physical copy will be, though. <laughs> Surely cheaper. It wouldn't. It has to be cheaper because like physical copies usually end up cheaper. Yeah. There. Aye, thirty five. Oh, happy days. But on this site, you can get it for thirty. Oh. And it's not a dodgy site. I was gonna say, hit me with that site. <laughs> <laughs> you get a sponsorship deal off them. <laughs> I should at this point. Just, just tell people to to save yourselves some money. See, we all these seventy pound games, and that if you don't mind physical, and your console has the means to take physical games, um, look up hit.co.uk. They're usually at least a fiver, 
if not up to like 20 pound cheaper than really than places like game and uh the playstation store and that uh and also the game collection uh just google that that's another good store for getting oh, physical yep. stuff with a with a decent chunk of cash off the the asking price shop2.net is sometimes okay they can they can be hit and miss but um mm. i remember that's where we got our battlefield 2042s because they they were selling them for like 45 quid yeah it's like they knew something <laughs> <laughs> they knew something we didn't Right, they definitely did. They did. Um, uh, just on a related note to the, the Nintendo Direct, in California, there was a fan that caused a security scare by uh, yeah. trying trying to get their university classes off to watch it, and then the police were out. Weird. Look, why would like so? <sighs> Jesus Christ. Um, and you know there's no explanation they, they sent an anonymous email to a professor saying call off the class due to a once in a lifetime event now this is in America where mm. where public spaces and things ha- people saying things are going to happen that's just uh, you, ah. don't, you don't want that um, there was just a, another shooting in a university I think that happened after this though would have been really pearly timed if the um yeah so that that's pretty pretty strong direct from from nintendo um i think more people should take heed because obviously microsoft did it with their last week thing where they had hi-fi rush and they went look it's out now and then obviously nintendo went you know with the amazing metroid and went look it's out now sony if you do mention if you if you ever fucking talk about (laughs) twisted metal you have to go and it's out now (laughs) Yeah, the uh, Anatite now is uh, a nice surprise. It's uh, fucking cool. And also, you don't have, like, you know, you don't get situations where hype is being built up and people speculating shit um, yeah. and announcing games, like, yeah, you, years you ahead of their up, release. Like, you don't end up with uh, the day before situation. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fuck me. Um,. I got a couple of things you'll definitely be interested in here. Um, speaking of wild speculation, uh, first one is we can look forward to more 2D Sonic games. Yeah, seen that. That was pretty cool news this week. Um, the director of Sonic Frontier um, said something like that. It was translated from Japanese, so yeah. Uh, I know so this was brought up because they were talking to him about the sales of Sonic Frontiers. It's it's hit nearly three million, um, and then they were asking him, you know, is this going to be the the standard for Sonic? And his answer was along the lines of, "There will be more classic two D Sonic in the future." Now, hopefully, he's not referring to the recent. Um like age classification in Korea for a Sonic Origins Plus. I hope not. I, I would rather see a Sonic Mania or just a brand new 2D Sonic. Doesn't have to be Sonic Mania too, but a new straight up 2D Sonic would be good. Mm. The the thing he was actually asked, uh, the person asked, would they consider releasing a Sonic 4 S game? And I that thought Sonic 4 S. What the fuck do you mean by? By Sonic yeah. Four, it seems like a really weird one to pick. If you're referring to, are you going to do a two D Sonic? You don't say Sonic Four esque. You would say, yeah, like the what, what was the the most recent one there? The Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania. It was like yeah, 
do Sonic Mania 2. Yeah, that'd be class. Yeah, Sonic 4 was... Sonic 4... There was two Sonic 4s, believe it or not. There was Sonic 4 Episode 1 Sonic mm. 4 Episode 2. Episode 2 definitely played a bit better than Episode 1, but still doesn't come anywhere near close to uh, Mania. Like, yeah, I can't remember if I have played any of 4. You'd remember, because... Bad. It takes far too long to get any momentum going, and then the moment like you come across a jump or something, you've slowed right down again. Yeah, you do end up just getting fucked off. <laughs> just like, go on, just try and keep my speed up. I mean, I think that's uh, Sonic Mania done right. It's like, uh, you kind of got this perfect back in like 91, yep. so uh, do that let's, just, let's just build on that. Yeah. Um, and Hi-Fi Rush, you mentioned there, so there's been speculation... <laughs> I'll be glad if this is true as well. <laughs> Speculation coming from like one of the final cutscenes in the game, uh, where all the characters are in a lift and there's a screen and there's a wee news feed and it says sequel to pop or sequel to popular survival horror game franchise announced and everyone's like, what? Evil Within three confirmed. It's not it's not confirmed though, but yeah. it might but that might be, might be, but it might not. And if it, if, it, if it is, no. I can pretty much guarantee this ain't coming to PlayStation. No chance. No. That'll be Tango again, obviously Tango. Now an Xbox, baby, so... Yeah, Tango's parent company is Bethesda. Bethesda is owned by Microsoft. Yep. So, yeah. No evil within three for you. Unless you no. buy an Xbox or a better Unless PC. Unless you buy an Xbox or a better PC. A much better PC <clears> by that time that comes out. I mean, at the... Like, System requirements don't creep up that fast, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, but even play like Evil Without Within One struggled with me. I had to really knock the resolution. That's when I first discovered about resolution and things like that. You know, if I turn that down, the game runs better. And then it was you sort of went, "Yeah, that's the big thing." And I was like, "Oh shit, right, mm. okay, maybe I can get other games to run better if I just turn the damn resolution down." So, yeah, S- stop trying to play everything in 4K. Yeah, that's what I was trying to fucking do. Okay. Um, <laughs> Don't play oh, it. For- PC. <laughs> See when it comes to PC, 4K is not worth it. No, it's I just not. It the- then I was like, oh, if I can run 60 frames, this is great. Like, even if you are going to go for re- resolution, I think 1440 is grand. If you show me someone that can tell the difference between 1440p and 4K, and I will show you a liar. Yep, 100%. <laughs> Unless it's like a fucking hawk or something. <laughs> um... I guess we, we can do uh, an update on the Activision Microsoft purchase of well, Microsoft purchase of Activision, which isn't happening fast uh, because yep. the UK regulator um, decided, no, you can't do this. But their reasons. Very weird. They sound very uh, Sony-ish, as yeah, in... I'm pretty sure Sony said this exact thing near word for word at one point of why this shouldn't happen. Um, so the Competition and Markets Authority, uh, part of the UK government, um, says Microsoft owning Activision could harm UK gamers and potentially result in higher prices, fewer choices, and less innovation. Did not <laughs> did not expand upon this further. Um and yeah, and that was the end of that. You see, and let's be honest, there's been a bit of speculation and stuff. Has there been backhanders been handled? Hundred percent. It's a Tory government. Hundred percent all day long. 
Yeah, it does sound like it's, it's some right. So it doesn't bit. make any sense. But uh, right, Sony makes a deal with Square Enix to make uh, Final Fantasy 16 console exclusive, and you don't bat an eye. Mm. It's like that. Like, well, what's if someone owns an Xbox and they want to play Final Fantasy 16? What do they do? They, well, they can't. They don't. Shit. They don't really give a shit about uh, any of that. And it, it doesn't, it's all bullshit anyway, because again, uh, Microsoft has sort of reiterated um, uh, Rima Aleli, I shouldn't, well, it's Microsoft's corporate vice president, deputy general counsel, so legal person, uh, said our commitment is to grant long-term 100% equal access to Call of Duty to Sony, Nintendo, I, pipe dream there and steam I went the fuck was call of duty last on a nintendo console <laughs> but if they want it it's there and other uh preserves the deals uh, and others preserves the deals benefits to gamers and developers and increases competition in the market 75 percent of respondents to the cma's public consultation agreed that this deal is good for competition in uk gaming um which they're not wrong because it's uh like Xbox is in second place by far. Like if you think about it, if this even if this caused them to even close the gap a wee bit on Sony, um, that would make it more competitive. Yeah, which would force them to do things like that's the logic they're coming from. But it's the it's backwards. It's like no, well if they if they if Microsoft strengthen their first party stuff with Call of Duty, it means there's more competition for Sony which means Sony have to respond. And then, right, maybe Sony then has to go make their own Call of Duty killer. There's your innovation. That's driving innovation. So, like, it's completely backwards from what they're saying. Now, I I have, like, stuff Microsoft's done in the last couple of months. I would be asking different questions of this deal, as in, see all those Activision employees? Are you going to sack them like those 10,000 of your own employees you did? Like, that's the question they should be asking. I'm not saying 100% all oh, this is going to be good because this sort of stuff is never good for the people that do the actual work. Um, no. But them saying, oh, this is for the good of the gamers, it's like, that's disingenuous bullshit and they should shut the fuck up with that stuff already. Yeah. That's just what I think. We'll get off my oh, yeah. soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, though. You're right. I, I just couldn't believe uh, like reading that sort of stuff. I was like, is, do you, is anyone buying any of this? Like, seriously? But the thing is, right, uh, I, I know we're, uh, we were sort of saying we were done, but in all honesty, right, Nintendo have not had a Call of Duty for fucking, I think, since, oh, Jesus, since the Wii, maybe? Or, no, GameCube, maybe. Maybe there was one on the GameCube. Maybe one of the World War II ones. But yeah. They haven't bothered with Call of Duty, and they're doing just fine. So this idea that you know, oh, you need Call of Duty to survive in the gaming world is bullshit. That that, that is true as well. You can just point at Nintendo. It's like, look at them; they're yeah. doing fucking great over there. Yeah, they're doing their own. Like, they don't get a lot of the big third-party games, so because oh, they just uh, also, blast out their own fucking filters. You you saying a game being on one console, one console only, is bad for the gamers? Then what about all of Nintendo stuff? Aye. Uh, what about all? We don't get Mario Kart. What about all of Sony's first party stuff? And again, all the deals that they make intentionally to keep things off of Xbox. Like you still can't get Ghostwire Tokyo on Xbox, and they own that fucker. Yeah. <laughs> like that's fucking nuts. That's a good point there. 
like like Sony's been doing the the deal stuff way more than than Microsoft in in recent memory. Uh, definitely. Um, lastly, on the game news, because I like to finish with stupid stories. Um, so CD Projekt Red released uh, <laughs> a next gen, <laughs> next gen patch for uh, for The Witcher Three. Uh, so you got PlayStation Five and Series yep. X uh, versions. Now a lot of that work they took from the mod community and used a lot of mods. Um, they, they did give uh, credit. Yeah, they gave cre- credit and all this. All, that was all in the open up. That's not controversial. They did it the right yep. way. The controversial part is they did not look that close at some of these mods, uh, and some of these mods include uh, high res textures that have realistic female genitals on the monsters. On the monsters. <laughs> on the monsters. Oh, dear. So now they're all like, uh, right, we're good. We'll, we'll fix this. Our bad. I don't see the big deal. I think it's funny. Just it is funny, but like they've done it voluntarily with cyberpunk. Yeah, exactly. There are all sorts of genitals in that, so like, yep. What, what does it matter? One of my favorite uh, glitches, or one of my favorite bugs, when it first came out, was when you were talking to Jackie in the elevator, and for some reason, a big penis was just flying past his head. I was like, <laughs> what's going on with this game? This is mental. Uh, this this time it was an accident. They're working on removing this stuff. I had to. I do have one question, and it's it's not for CD Project. It's like it's more of the person who done the mod. Yeah. Why? 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 Exactly. Um, <laughs> also, uh, like I have an idea of what monsters got this, uh, and again, why is that what you're into? I'm, yeah, I'm that's not shaming or anything. I'm just just wonder. I'm just curious. That's I reckon that's what's went been going down there. No pun intended. Have you ever looked at the Skyrim mods mod community? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Filthy degenerates. Yep. Speaking of <laughs> these are. <laughs> that's always the first thing that gets modded in. It's like, yeah, but can I fuck it? Yeah. Yeah. So from one group of filthy g- g- degenerates to another, let's talk about wrestling. Wrestling. Um, first thing, and there's probably not a wild lot to say, it's probably a good thing, but uh, Thunder Bruza is going to be on Spanish commentary this week, which you would imagine means she'll be back soon. On Dynamite, on Dynamite, I mean. Uh, well, that's good. I noticed she's still getting figures and stuff, and so she's not been released or she's not gone or anything. It must have been a really nasty injury she had, though, for to be out as long <clears> as she was. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so it's so fucking difficult with all the AEW backstage drama to tell. Like, uh, are the are these guys working us or is there actual beef here? <laughs> you know, the, I think with all the other shit that happened, I reckon any little small beefs, I think people could probably look at themselves and go. I've, let's let's fucking nip that in the bud. Let's not turn into the next CM Punk. I will point out, CM Punk is still part of the active AEW roster. I noticed that recently. I'm guessing until his contract's done. I thought they were buying out his contract. I don't know what the deal is, but I, I know he's, he's been could... commentating on uh, he's been commentating on UFC recently, which I don't understand because he knows nothing about winning at UFC. <laughs> but there he is. He's, he's commentating on it. 
Um, that was the first <laughs> thing I thought of when I was like, why is this man commenting? He's, the he's of, um, there to, to put in context what the guy getting beat up is feeling. Oh, he, right, he explains it to the viewer. It's like, here, this feels okay. like shit. So that's why Tim Henman used to commentate on Wimbledon as well, because he didn't <laughs> ever know we're not talking about to, to win that either. Did he know? Has he not won Wimbledon before? Ever. Tim Henman never won. Okay. I, I, that, there was always this hype around him that he was going to do it, but he never did it. I remember working at Volkswagen 20 plus years ago and everyone was having head mania and all this here. Uh, and and then he, he fluffed it again and everyone pretended they didn't know who he was. And you're like, ah, whatever. When's the last time an English person won Wimbledon? It's been a long, long time because Andy Murray is Scottish. He is. A, no. Very uh, good. <laughs> English people were very quick to adopt him. <laughs> yes, they were. They were. That's 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 how that's how it works. If you're successful, you're British. If you're not successful, you're Scottish, Welsh, or Northern Irish. That's how it works. So Roy McElroy is British. For now. For now. This this wrestling conversation took a weird turn. We're on golf now. Yeah, all because of CM. Jump from tennis to golf. Um, but yeah, Thunder Rose are coming back, so that's some. Yeah. Uh, she was hoping to come back in January. Uh, obviously January has come and gone, and here we are. But um, yeah, she seems to be getting back into things with the uh, recovering from the the injury. Um, yeah, do you remember everyone talking about? Her? Oh, it's not a real injury. She just doesn't want to drop a title. I have to admit, I first thought that it was a storyline they were doing when she announced the injury. I was like, oh, this is a storyline because they're it's because they did it in a, Storm. Because they did it in a real shitty way. I think they did it because there was so much interim shit happening at the time. I thought they were just yeah more yeah. interim stuff. I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. More interim. Uh, I, I might remember the there was criticism as well. It's like, oh, CM Punk got like, you know, 15 minutes in the ring to tell everyone he was injured uh, and she gets like 30 seconds teary-eyed backstage which uh, yeah i get the point it's definitely not that it's uh shows where what especially at that time where the woman sat next to the man in AEW. but at the same time you put thunder rosa in her own in the middle of the ring with a 15 minute promo we're all doomed that that ain't fucking happening (laughs) that would be terrible that would be unfair to her yeah it would be um yeah so dynamite this week what stuff happened um Takeshi didn't win no but it was it was a damn good match it was a really good match but I guess like yeah we're running up to revolution him getting a title shot at MGF between then and now this is probably was never on the cards really <laughs> just me being delusional <laughs> that's just how much I like Takeshi he is fantastic like uh, he is the future um I think him and MJF around the same age, but whatever. Uh, yeah, it was a, a really good match, though. Um, MJF eventually getting the Salt, salt of the Earth. The earth Technically, flipper. did he beat him clean? No. There was some shenanigans. Uh, there was. A, um, and then he goes uh, for the post-match attack. Takeshi gets busted open. Danielson out for the save. Um, <laughs> what did you think of his promo? His backstage promo after <laughs> he basically admitted he was a murderer. No, he said she was alive. 
he says dead. he was alive, but then he, he says he grabbed her lifeless body and all this here, and I was like, wait, is she dead or alive, MJF? But, um, I think he's definitely putting himself over he is the scumbag. And yeah. it's good to see that fans are actually starting to properly boo him again. I know there was a whole excitement with him coming back, and he was working his ass off to get booed, but I think people have come to the conclusion now, this man wants to be booed, so fucking boo him and stop being a bunch of fucking smarks or whatever the fuck they call themselves. Yeah. Um, if you want to, if you want to show this man that you like him, fucking boom! That's what he wants. I like the way he had his wraps just covered in red. Yeah, like there's no way Takeshi was bleeding that much. No. So he must have done that afterwards, just to go like I'm sitting here. I've just assaulted a man, and yeah. I'm going to tell you. But time I crashed a car and framed it on the woman that got hurt in the crash. Because I'm a bastard. <laughs> no, not a bastard. Son Come of a bitch. Um, yeah, we had a bit of an unfortunate injury, it seems. Ooh. This isn't confirmed. Uh, so we had Jamie Hader versus the Bunny. Um, they were having a great match. Yeah, really good match. Um, and then a really awkward looking exploder suplex. And then the finish happened. Um, yeah. And so it seems like Bunny is might have a concussion or a shattered orbital bone somehow, but it, I don't think it's been confirmed what the what her status actually is. Well, I definitely know something wasn't right because she she wasn't even ringside at Rampage or anything. Mm. Oh, definitely, she's definitely taking a knock there. Um, mm. And uh, it was like, Hater must have made the call, just you know, just finish it. Yep. Um, do the the Haterade and uh, get the three. Yeah, it's uh, no, it was was going going really well there for a while. Cause there was a whole bit on the ring apron as well, and they were just slapping piss out of each other. Uh, it was brilliant, hey. Yeah, um, haters just on a tear at the minute, hey. Mm. So like, they're saying that, uh, or I've seen online that her haters next challenger for the title may be Jade. You reckon? That that's well, I don't. I, so I'm not sure, but there's there's no one really. Uh, there, there's no one on the card for Revolution yet. Um, and Jade's there. <laughs> like she beat everyone. She's there's like, rumblings that our favorite zombie might be coming back. Abaddon. Hmm. She's a lot less zombie now. Have you seen her recently? I haven't she's, seen her in a while. She's changed up a bit. She's still face paint, go go nuts in the ring, but uh, less full on zombie. But uh, so that like I'm thinking though, what if you right? Jade's fifty two and oh now with dark wins on top of that. Um, she's got this TBS title, mm. which is doing nothing really, and I think we're fairly at the point where like yeah, this Jade experiment's kind of run its course, and we're all kind of tired of it now. Yep. What what if we do the letter challenge hater a revol- revolution, which it's a shame in one way because you know you want a better women's match at the pay per view. Yeah, it will not be a good match. But <laughs> if anyone can get a good decent match out of her, it's fucking Jimmy Hater though. But right, what if for the setup she challenges because she just hasn't been beaten, and Jimmy Hater goes put put your title on the line too. Uh, we'll I have Jimmy Hater beat her. Take her like Jamie Hader, top woman in the company at the minute, no questions. Have her have yep. her beat her, um, and and then 
just unify those two titles because we probably don't need two women's titles. Which then we could like free up with the the Jade time, the TBS title time, do women's tag titles instead. That'd be more interesting. Um, because we've got some women's tag teams out there, and I think yeah, it's it's a different thing that you can do. Whereas the TBS title is just there so Jade couldn't be challenging for the the main title. That mm. that that's what I think you could you could do with that anyway. Um. Plus, you could have Jamie Hader turn around to Jade and go, listen, uh, if you're going to swing for me and you think something else is going to happen, don't hesitate. Just hit me. Yeah, I think we were saying that last week, weren't we? I can take it. That's what needs to happen is, like, get someone in there. It's like, do not hesitate. You follow through. If you're going to punch me in the face, just fucking hit me. Matches have been in AEW, and she has literally fought against people who don't really go at her either. Did Jade take a Jamie Hader match? I don't think she'd have much of a choice. Mm-hmm. The best part of you get in there and you just like, yeah, you know, hate her stuff. You just have to deal with it. But like, yeah. you just give it back as as good as she gives it out, and maybe you'll that might be the fire than the gut she needs. Uh, like that, that is thing. Like with all the uh, like, you can have all the athleticism, or you can have no athleticism and no technical ability. But one thing that. Um, Minoru Suzuki has definitely showed, showed us is you can still put on a really good match without any of that um, by just like being really intense and lighting each other up. Probably not something you want to do all the time, but it is still possible as long as you aren't. That's the Jade's main problem is the hesitance in her movements. Um, and if we're like, right, you're not lifting me. There's no danger of you dropping me on my head or anything. All you have to do is slap me and do that as hard as you can, and we'll be grand. Yep, it works for Eddie. Like you say, it works for uh, Suzuki and Eddie Kingston and boys like that. So just let's beat the piss out of each other, and the crowd will go nuts. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I guess that's all the woman stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, the oh, this... I think the Ruby and thing again on Rampage, but that's the same shit we're still going through. Yeah, they did the the spray painting of uh, Leva Bates as well. What do you think of the spray painting stuff? Is it too NWO? It's far too NWO. <laughs> but too when obvious. They first did it, I was happily. <laughs> When they first posted, I was like, are these two going to write NW on these? What the fuck? I wish they'd come up with something better than L. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to do it, like, oh, L for loser. It's like, are you 14? What the fuck yeah. are we doing? I don't even think a 14 would be at that. You're no. you're basically like a 30-year-old that's remembering what was cool when you were 14. I'm going with that. I was going to say, if you handed 14-year-olds, if you handed spray paint to 14-year-old me, the first thing I'm going to do is I'll penis on someone. <laughs> <laughs> so you're suggesting they go around and draw, draw dicks on everyone instead? It would be funny as hell. <laughs> oh, I wonder how uh, Warner Discovery would like that. <laughs> dicks well, everywhere. They've been giving off about Mox swearing too much. <laughs> See, oh, right, see, see that call. <laughs> he does, I. Uh, he gets away with it. Hey, uh, what do you call him? Uh, that boy, Rick, is it Rick Jones? The the, the music producer? Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. You, you want big motherfucker. It's like, uh. I, if I was Tony Khan and the, 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 the Warner execs were like, hey, he swears too much, I'd be like, God, right, you tell him then. Uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I text Mox as well before I go ahead if some suits come to see you, but you swear too much. Get pissed off. John oh, Moxie swears too much. Jesus Christ. It's wrestling. Mm. Literally bleeding all over the place every fucking match, and you're worried about swearing. God damn it. Um yeah, the Ricky Stark Scotland. Um Cool, yeah, was, cool hand and Daddy Magic got job the fuck out. Well, Daddy Magic even worse. Um, but then we we got a pretty decent match with Garcia. Yeah, you you knew you were always going to as well. Um, and then Chris Jericho wearing a lucha mask came out of the crowd and gave Starks the Judas effect. That was all she wrote. El Ocho. El Ocho. Hey, <laughs> Taz pretended he didn't know who it was. Taz is amazing. So who is that guy shaped like Jericho doing Jericho's finisher move? <laughs> shaped like Jericho. So yeah, I guess the, the Ricky Starks and Jericho thing is not done yet. They'll point out Starks already beat him clean. Yep. So uh, uh, another great match. Um, Danielson versus Roosh. Fuck me, what a match. Um, we get a bit of shenanigans happening or we see Danielson in the backstage, like in a locker room with Takeshita, he's getting seen to uh, after getting busted open, and the door gets drilled shut. I guess. Mm. Drilled uh, shut. <laughs> don't know how you drill something. I guess they put screws in it. Um. So yeah, we get the old uh, Roosh comes out. MJF comes out, tells Aubrey to start counting uh, to count Danielson out. Eventually we get the door kicked in and him sprinting to the ring. And then get a fucking match that was sore to watch. That was brutal in some places. These two boys were both very, very stiff on each other. I, oh. I can't believe how fucking good Roosh is, though. For a man who was supposed to be a problem. I know we've said that before, but fuck me. He is so <laughs> every, every fucking time we say that. He, uh, he is probably fantastic. Um, I, I don't but, know. But, but, the weird thing was, wasn't the people says he doesn't like to lose or he doesn't like to put people over or anything, and he's flat out putting people over. I don't know how you expect to get by in wrestling like doing stuff like putting people over. It's like part of the can't all be Hulk Hogan, Jesus Christ. No, it, it's he's so like I think stiff is definitely the best word, but see that finisher he does the bull's horns. I would not fancy taking that at all. <laughs> it looks really violent. Um... And it sounds even, really you know, bad. The fake version he does too is even nasty. You know where he just he jumps but he doesn't do it? And then he just kicks you in the face. <laughs> yeah, a, a spot here as well where they just like started headbutting each other. Oh, Jesus Christ. Danielson oh, <laughs> with his history of concussions that mm. caused him to retire for a while. Man, mm. he, uh, he has not changed anything yeah. <laughs> like a man is insane to like how hard he goes when he you know retired already got better yep. and it's like i fuck it as we were let's keep doing this shit um he's a man who just likes to go <laughs> yeah um that was his main reason but be i don't get to wrestle you know mm. not enough wrestling on this wrestling show <laughs> that's his legitimate re- reason yeah, he. I think it was an interview he did. He said recently is um, Vince called him when AEW was starting up, 
uh, and said, watch this and tell me what they do, what they're doing that we don't. And he spent weeks watching it and then got back to Vince and says, they do a lot more wrestling. And then I was like, can I get out of my contract now so I can go over there? (laughs) (laughs) So So Vince kind (laughs) of fed him to eat him. (laughs) So thanks, Vince. Uh, that, you <laughs> fucking idiot. What do they do that we don't? They actually have wrestling. Can I go? <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, but yeah, th- this is uh, Danielson wins this match, and that's him set. He has his last man standing. No, that's wait, a, Iron Man. A very Iron Man. His Iron Man. He, he, he just again his last two wins. He's just squeaked through, which is pretty cool. He's obviously as as. You know, the, the story is his arm's basically hanging off him here. Mm. Which will play into mm. MJF, his finisher being an arm-based submission. So, But we're going to get an hour of Danielson versus MJF. Sweet. That'll be the most time MJF's ever spent in the ring since he's joined AEW. Mm. And because it's a Iron Man match, there should be some good fuckery afoot. Oh, yes. Do you reckon we're going to have a pay-per-view with an Iron Man match and a Last Man Standing match? <laughs> if things are going the way I think they're going, I I think we will. Th- this could be a really long pay-per-view, but with only a couple of matches. Oh, we know it's going to be a really long pay-per-view, Jesus Christ. Um, like, here's your your main event, guaranteed, an hour. Fantastic. <laughs> I don't know. I might just crash at yours that night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trio title match. This was very fucking good. Oh. Uh, As expected. The Elite taking on Top Flight and AR Fox uh, f- was flippy as all hell. Yep. As you would expect. Yeah, it's good um, AR Fox getting his time to shine, as it were. AR Fox is brilliant. He is fantastic. He's been around for a while in this really good match with, with the top stars. Good stuff. Mm. Um, obviously, the Elite wins this one. Um is this the one where it was like a one-winged... Na- no, that was the other match, wasn't it? Their last match. Yeah, this was when he went to do the one-winged angel, but Fox rolled him up. He sort of snuck his way out the back door. And then there was a lot of sort of false pin attempts, and Kenny got the win with a schoolboy. So who's who's going to be the, the opponent, the potential opponent for Revolution then? Well, it depends if the titles are on the line at Revolution. That's sort of the cool thing now, is you don't have to have every title on the line, but it would be, you know, you want to see the Elite sort of at the pay-per-view. I I think that that the trios is a really good opener. Yeah. You know, just really fast-paced match to get people excited. Um, And we we have Adam Cole wants Mm. a match somewhere. I don't know, he doesn't say who's going to fight, so... But he has basically, basically said, my first match back will be at Revolution. Yeah. And we've got what three three dynamites three left. Um, then we have our, the the main event. Um, it talk about a crowd stunned into silence. Mm, fucking hell! So, so it was the guns uh, taking on the acclaimed um, for the titles. Uh, guns seem to have. So the the story being told is the guns are pretty much they they don't deserve this title shot. They've pretty much frustrated Billy Gunn into accepting the challenge to yep, shut them up. Um, lot of you know nonsense shit going on in this match. Billy Gunn's here. We've got titles in the ring. Um, a lot of moving parts. Yeah, Colton and Austin cheat. Um, they they get the belt shot. Um, they get a three count and they win. 
Uh, I have to admit, I, when Billy came down and I was standing in the ring, I was like, this is it, Billy's turning. But he didn't. Mm. I was like, oh, shit, right, so Billy hasn't turned. Oh, they, they claim he's going to keep their belts in. And they didn't. Mm, and I nope. was like, double swerve for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any like judging by the crowd's reaction, no one was expecting this to happen. I think at yeah. once I, I think everyone was in the same boat as you. They thought, yeah, is Billy gonna turn and cost acclaimed? But then when Billy didn't turn, the, they they had a very, very intentional moment there where you're like, Oh, that's where he turns. Yeah, but he, that but he didn't. Uh, it was with the, the belt shot and then he gets hit with the belt. Um and you're like, all oh, right, so it's not happening then. That was them just teasing it, and they claim it's gonna win. And then they, the, the guns get the, the win, and everyone's like, what the fuck? Um, so I think the, I don't think this is this, quite clearly, they didn't deserve the title shot. They don't deserve to be in. That picture. This isn't me talking about the guns. Is they're a bad tag team? Shouldn't be ta- yeah, champions. Yeah, yeah. This is the story they're telling. It's like they're a bad tag team and they shouldn't be champions. Um, they they it's won. Like they are brilliant, like, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, like yeah. they're they're not like the most amazing in the ring, no. But they like they they're they've cut out this like whiny entitled, you know, mm. nepotism team uh, and. And that's that's the thing that they're doing, and this is the story they're telling with them, and I I, I, I think it's pretty good. It's like it's it's different. Like yeah, we don't get the the highly competitive tag match that we usually get at AEW, um, but like we'll get it again. But let let's see yeah. how this goes. And I I, I think it'll claim they'll get them back at at Revolution. Honestly, do right. I I think that like they're gonna be like what the fuck. Um, and I think that the whole storyline is some like yeah the guns basically getting themselves into these titles and they don't deserve it uh, and they're going to be they're they're going to be insufferable arseholes for the next couple of weeks um, and then that'll lead to the acclaim getting the rematch that they should be entitled to and getting titles. I wouldn't you would you wouldn't even look at this as uh, no it is officially but as a break in the acclaim's title run. Uh, it is more of like this is all part of the acclaim's story. And then when you see them go do something completely different, make me look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looking at Rampage this week, like, th- there was a couple of decent matches on it. Like the the, the we had the trios match with Moxley, uh, Claudio, and Yuta versus Kip Sabian, Butcher, and Blades. Good match. D- decent physical match. Um, and then we had uh, Orange Cassidy versus Lee Moriarty, which was was decent. That probably not the best either of those two have had. Um, and that was for the All Atlantic Championship. Then between that, we had Ruby Soho taking on Marina Shafir. Like God, just don't care about Marina Shafir. No. Um, and Jungle Boy squashing Ryan Nemeth, which oh yeah, <laughs> I I uh, I watched Rampage and then saw I had no memory of this match. It was like, when I saw Ryan Nemeth on uh, BT, he was like, oh, I lost the Jungle Boy. He's like, I got insecurity. And I was like, wait, you did? I was like, oh, I must have zoned out. And and that's kind of where I'm at with Rampage. I wanted to see what your feelings on Rampage are, because I know, like, two weeks ago, they had a blinder one, but, like, I feel like that's the exception. That, that 
episode yeah. two weeks ago was so good because man it just feels like such an afterthought right now it, uh, it's as, as we've said before dark and dark elevation feel more important than rampage yeah it's you're getting rampage just feels like a setup show it, it's they don't even really set things up but like it's just you know no, I mean, they set things up for next week like uh Oh, uh, so Rush will be fighting somebody next week. So Rush will have a match on Rampage. Just a place for up. place for Excalibur to do his announcements. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it it just feels like firmly in the like this is our B show. I know it's like it's the shorter show, so in reality, yeah, it is. But it, they're not making it feel like yeah, you need to watch this. And even I like Mark Mark Briscoe on this one. Um, just. But it was just backstage interview, and and he's going to be in action on Dynamite. Um, yeah. But there's there's nothing really big, and and I'm thinking, are they stuck in this sort of impossible position where Rampage can't get the viewership because it's like it's less than half the viewers of a Dynamite. Like uh, it was under four hundred thousand viewers last week, so it's Jesus. you know it's pretty pretty dire. Um, or well, I don't know if that's dire. I don't for its time slot uh, and the channel it's on and the day it's on. I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't think it's great. Um, but this week they're on a different time slot. They're on prime time, seven p.m. Eastern, I think. That's so, right. They've got the early start. Yeah. Time. So that's kind of their chance to make one that matters, that mm-hmm. has a decent time slot. Um, so yeah, they would need to make the most of it, but I'm not sure if there's anything announced for it yet. Not yet. Just check here. Jungle Boy's in action? No, no, yeah, no. Cage no, no. came out, so he's on Dynamite with Cage this week. Oh, uh, right, yeah, yeah that's, that's Dynamite as well. That's it that you say, is the, the setup. It's like, uh, well, you know, Jungle Boy does a squatch and then sets up the real match on Dynamite. Uh, but then it's, it's not like... It's not complicated enough to where you you'll miss anything if you don't see that. Because like, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I actually skipped the Ruby Soho and uh, Marina Shafir match. I can't stand her. Yeah, I not, ended up nah. Uh, yeah, there was was wasn't much to to really talk about um, in regards to the match. Anyway, it was typical awkward ass Shafir match. Yeah, it was just awkward. God, yeah, I think we have had Marina Shavir versus Jade. I know. That's happened. Jesus. That's happened more than once. Yeah, I was about to say, didn't that? Hasn't that happened twice now? Yeah. Um, and again, even that match uh, is setting up um, a, a triple threat on Dynamite, Soho, Storm, and uh, Baker. So it's actually happening now. It was meant to happen a while back. Wasn't yeah, it? Uh, Baker had the, the injury. Uh, so this is kind of Ruby Soho in the middle, the type of thing. Um, the one question I have: Why the fuck is Sheeta? What's going on? I even checked her matches; like she's not, she hasn't wrestled anywhere since January, the start of January. Uh, that was the, she defended her Regina Wave title in Japan. Um, she needs to be yeah, the big Ed factor in the middle. Yuka Sakazaki's been on fucking dark so much. Yeah, three times in the last three weeks. But she's obviously doing the thing with Athena now. Yeah. I'm guessing she's going to be at... Uh, is it Death? Card of Honor. Is it Card of Honor? 
I I think so. Or is it death before dishonor? Or I'd be dead. I I'm not sure. The Ring of Honor pay per view. Yeah, yeah. She's definitely. Uh, that's two weeks, isn't it? Yeah, it's so, not too far. The week before Revolution. No, is it not the end of the month? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's the end of March. I was going to say, it's like, oh, that would be nuts um, to have, like, pay-per-views back-to-back weeks. Yeah, that's that's where we're at with uh, with the last one. Ram, I, Rampage I, is... I don't know if Rampage will ever get fixed up anytime soon. Like, it, they made such a big song and dance about it when it started, and then it just sort of yeah. fell in. CM Punk debuted on Rampage. Yep. Kenny Omega lost the TNA belt on Rampage. That was, like, the first two episodes, wasn't it? Was yeah. that the first week and the second week? And then, yeah, they just sort of went downhill. Um, maybe it'll get cancelled. At the matter, it's genuinely like, do you need it? Really? Mm. Would we lose anything if it went away? JR. <laughs> Would we lose anything if it went away? <laughs> yeah, I forgot, I forgot about that's That's where they keep JR these days. Sure, they keep him, <laughs> keep him out of the way. Right. Well, I guess I guess that'll do us for this week. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll be back again next week to see how for much further Rampage has fallen. See you then. And maybe, maybe I will see a comment next week. You never know. We did. Yes, you will. Let's just yep. say. See, I brought it all around again. I'm good at that. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>